Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Nortoon, where I spend 10 to 15 minutes of your Saturday morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you choose to listen, talking about sports news, a hat of the day, and recently added segment, Dope Stuff. You can always follow along on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about hockey. I'm going to talk about two teams that couldn't be on further spectrums of how their seasons are going today. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Like I said, we've got two teams that are on opposite side of the spectrum. you got one team that's been red hot the last month and couple days. And you got another team that has easily been the worst team I've ever seen since I've been a hockey fan. It's just been a really bad year for this franchise. First team I'm going to talk about is my home team. The red hot Colorado Avalanche. They are currently on a 13 game point streak. Meaning the last 13 games they've either got 2 points which is given for a win. Or 1 point which is given for an overtime loss. They have gone 11-0-2 in the last 13 games. They have not lost in regulation since March 8th in a 3-2 loss against the Arizona Coyotes. In the game that they had the other night, their 12th game, they played the Coyotes. They beat them 9-3. That's not normally a hockey score you want to see. That is normally a football score. Uh, could be a baseball score, but in hockey, you normally don't see goals, that many goals in a game. And this isn't even the first time they scored that many goals. This is the third time this season the Colorado Avalanche have scored eight or more goals. And in this game, this first period was insane. There was five goals from the Avs. There was a first period hat trick, which is three goals, scored by Jonas Donskoy. And that game was just crazy. But this, this club set records for wins and points in a month with 27 points and a record of 12-2-3. And, and the interesting fact here is the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup in 2001. And through 50 points, or sorry, through 35 games, they had 50 points. And that's exactly what happened to this team the other night. They had 50 points in 35 games. So is this a coincidence? Or is this a team that's going to move on to the Stanley Cup? I believe they're deep enough. But, you know, there's a lot of key insights on why this team has been super successful this year. Their main reason, I believe, is their goaltender. Philip Grubauer has been the man, the myth, the legend this year for this team. He's got 22 wins out of their 24 games that they've won total. He's got seven losses and one overtime loss. He is the NHL leader in wins with 22 and shutouts with five. And he's also the third best goalie in goals against, which basically means about how many games is scored on a goalie per game. His average is 1.78, so he allows maybe one and a half goals to two goals a game, which is pretty consistent for a team that needs a goalie to backstop them. Their special teams has been very 
good this year. Not their power play, which means they have the main advantage where the opposite team takes a penalty and the Avs get an extra skater. Um, their penalty, their power play has been very bad this year, but their penalty kill when they're on the man disadvantage, meaning one of their players takes a penalty, they are second in the league in killing penalties with 87% of all power plays killed. And that's a way to play the game. You're down a man, and you only give up a goal less than 20% of the time. That's, that is phenomenal. And they're 36 games into this season, and that's a pretty good stat right there. And it helps, too, when you've easily got the best line in the NHL. You've got Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, and Gabriel Landeskog. They've been scoring like crazy this year. Rantanen, McKinnon... 43 and 42 points respectively, meaning you get you get a point for every either goal or assist you have, and those add up over time. And then you got Landis Gog with 35 points. So the top line is what you want to expect in your franchise. You want that top line to be your bread and butter, and that's exactly what these three guys have been for this team. And Miko Rantanen is in third place in the NHL's goal-scoring race with 21 goals. So hopefully he can score more goals and win the Rocket Richard, which is given to the player who scores the most goals in a season for their club. And while there are good facets of this team, I think this team is really strong. They're actually tied for first in the NHL with Tampa Bay with 52 points. So I this is one of the better seasons the Avs have had in they're not even playing a full 82 games. They're playing 50, 54, 55 games this year. And they are playing strong. They didn't necessarily have the best start. They're a little bit inconsistent, I would say. But now that they're on a 13-game point streak, that just changes things immediately. But like I said, there's an issue, I would say, that makes the team look weak. And that is their backup goalie issue. They can't get a win to save their lives. Out of the 24 wins the Avs have, they've only won two games with the backup. They've gone through a couple of backups this year. Hunter Miska, who is called up from their American Hockey League affiliate, has been absolutely terrible. He had a 1-1-2 one, one and two record with a four goals against average. So he's he's basically 1-3 and three because of the two overtime losses. He's technically still a loss. And they ended up trading for another goaltender, Jonas Johansson, from Buffalo for a sixth-round pick in 2021. Which I think that's a good that's a good trade because I wouldn't say most sixth-round picks are phenomenal and the Avs needed a good backup goaltender. I mean, Johansson doesn't have a great record. He's a career of 283. Uh, he actually just got his first win with the Avs last night, beating the St. Louis Blues 3-2. And I'm surprised they won because... They can't. They've shown me that they can't win with a backup. And to be in all honesty, I, I expected them to lose this game. But they won a gritty game. It was three to two. So that's the games you want to win, right there. So this team's got a lot of upsides, in my opinion. Hopefully, they can get to the cup. I know I may be biased because I'm a huge Colorado Avalanche fan, but if you look at the numbers, they're a pretty dominant team. And before I jump into the next franchise. Today's hat of the day is presented by the Anaheim Ducks. I love old logos, and this old logo is incredible. 
I don't know if any of you have seen the Mighty Ducks movie that came out in the early 90s. But honestly, this team was inspired by the movie Mighty Ducks. Anaheim was given an NHL franchise in 1993. And their name was the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. That's a pretty great name if I'm going to say so myself. But this logo is fantastic. You got the trapezoid or the triangle with the hockey mask, but it's not a normal hockey mask. It's in the shape of a duck bill. So it looks pretty intimidating to me if I do say so myself. And you got a really interesting color concept. You got a purplish and a teal combination. I think it's better than just the the duck foot that they got now. I mean, it's a fine logo, but I, I'm an advocate of retro logos. If you're going to ask me, oh, you like this logo or the old logos, I'm going to say every time old logos are way better. I mean, it doesn't work out in every case, but a lot of the times old logos are better. Uh, they won one Stanley Cup. They won in 2007. They changed their name to the Anaheim Ducks in 2006 and also changed their jerseys in 2006 as well. It wasn't until the last five years where they finally reintroduced the the Mighty Duck logo back into the uniforms, except this time it's not the purple and the teal color. It's an orange primary, which it looks pretty good, but you got to stick with what's working. Um, and especially this year too, where they have the reverse retro series, which honors old logos from the team history and the color schemes. It's a pretty interesting logo. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's pretty creative, and that's what you want in a jersey. So the hat I'm wearing today, it's Fanatics branded. It's got the teal bill and the primary purple, and it's got the duck bill logo in the middle from the Mighty Ducks. And I think this is from their 20th anniversary in 2013 when they wore kind of the same color, so they kind of brought back the history after 20 years. So it's it's good to come back and recognize your roots. But this hat's a beauty. I really enjoy this logo. I love the interesting colors and the logo. And there you have it. There's today's hat. And now, honestly, this next team I'm going to talk about, I've never seen a worse team in my life. Never before have I seen a team so incompetent of winning a hockey game. And I'm talking about the Buffalo Sabres. There's bad teams, and then there's Buffalo Sabres bad. They have lost 19 out of their last 20 games, and they just tied an NHL record for most consecutive losses with 18. The sad thing, the record is 7-23-6. They've been shut out as many games as they have won. They've been shut out seven times, and they got seven wins. That ain't going to cut it for a franchise. They've gone through many changes, scratching star players, firing a head coach. It's just it's just a whirlwind of garbage. They haven't made the playoffs since 2011. And the big issue here is scoring. The interesting thing here is, They acquired a winger this year in Taylor Hall. He's a former NHL MVP, signed a one-year, $8 million contract with the Sabres. And he actually says the Sabres are looking on the rise. In whose mind are the Sabres on the rise? I think the Avs actually offered him a deal. I think it was $6, $7 million for one year. 
why would you not choose the team that actually has proven to have upside? He's got 18 points in 36 games. So obviously, he ain't got the scoring touch in Buffalo to his past former MVP self. I just think it's really dumb why he went to Buffalo. He's definitely not been helping the team at all. And then you got Jeff Skinner. He just signed in 2019 a 8-year, $72 million contract, in which I think he deserved that contract in 2019. In 82 games, he had 63 points. So that's pretty phenomenal, all those goals and all those assists, but his numbers have declined precipitously the last two seasons. 2020, 23 points in 82 games. And 2021, he's got five points in 33 games. That ain't going to cut it. This contract is a behemoth of a bad contract. And he's obviously got, he's in his third contract. He's got five years left. If I was the team, I'd look to move him. But the Buffalo Sabres have shown they can't keep talent either. For example, in 2019, they traded Ryan O'Reilly for a couple of players in a Draft pick to St. Louis. And then he turns around that season and wins the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe as the playoff MVP in his first season in St. Louis. That looks real bad for the Sabres. And I mean, obviously, it's going to be hard for players to come to Buffalo. Who's going to want to be a free agent and walk to Buffalo? I mean, besides the issue with Taylor Hall, I don't know what he was doing in his right mind, but there's no way these free agents in the NHL would want to come to this franchise. Uh, it's just bad. Their bright spot mainly, though, is their captain, Jack Eichel. He went to Boston College. He was the second pick in the 2015 draft. He's almost a point-per-game player, which means, as it sounds, he's he about scores a point every single game. He's got 355 points in 375 games, and that's pretty consistent. So props to the Sabres for drafting him. That's a good pickup. And the funny thing is, he's been injured for the last couple of weeks, and he's fourth on the team in total points with 18 points in 21 games. That is ridiculous. You you got that much issue with scoring that your injured captain has got about as many points as the top guys do? That's just bad. And I mean, like I said before, they haven't made the playoffs in twenty since 2011. In the last five years... They haven't finished better than 23rd place in the NHL out of 31 teams. So they've been a bottom dweller for almost a decade plus. And they've had a lot of draft picks in the years. And it definitely has not worked out. Since 2013, they haven't drafted higher than the 8th overall pick in the first round. 2013, they had the 8th pick. 2014, they had a 2nd round pick. Drafted Sam Reinhart. He's about... He scores a point about every other game. He's got 278 points in 434 games. And then he got Jack Eichel with the second pick. 2016, he had the eighth through 2017 as well. 2018, had the first pick, Rasmus Dahlin. 2019, the seventh pick. And 2020, the eighth pick in the draft. And you're telling me, out of all these draft picks, you can't even make the playoffs? This team is so incompetent of winning. So incompetent of winning. It's 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 sad. They've the fans deserve better. Their logos are actually really cool. Their jerseys are awesome, but man, who wants to put on that sweater? Who wants to put on that sweater when all you're known for is losing? 
I think the last time they made the Stanley Cup was in 1999, where they had easily the best goaltender of all time. Dominic Hasek led them to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Dallas Stars. They ended up losing in either Game 6 or Game 7 in double overtime goal by Brett Hull. And that goal is pretty controversial with the rules. His foot was in the crease, and at that time you couldn't do that when you're scoring a goal. But anywho, this team is so bad. This team is so incompetent of winning. They've had so many chances to grow a franchise, grow wins, but they just can't do it. And do I feel for this team? Sure, but honestly, they bring it on themselves. But hopefully they get a little bit better. But man, they've been a laughing stock for the last decade. And it's sad. Obviously, no team wants to do that. But here here they are. And man, that's, that's the state of the NHL here. You got one red hot team and then you got one cold as Antarctica. And my goodness, it's bad. Thanks for tuning in today's episode. You can always follow along on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Man in the Hat Sports Podcast. And you can always find me on Instagram at Myth Podcast. That's M-I-T-H Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.